Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast for the final time this season. We've finally got there, mate. We're at the end, at the end of a tremendous season. How do you feel? Still slightly delicate for me, stag do, but you know, we, you know, other than that, yeah, good, yeah, tired, just tired. That's well, the key. <laughs> if if you guys didn't already know, I'm Heath. My co-host is State. I am getting married next month, and State was very fortunate to be present on my stag do, and uh, it was quite a quite a good evening, wasn't it, or day? Let's <laughs> see. You, you... You probably you had a good day, but you, I don't think you saw much of the evening. Although you got a good night's sleep, I'll give you that. You definitely <laughs> got a good night's sleep. Yeah. So um, I think um, yeah, you've you've um, somehow achieved achieved actually not feeling too badly. I think the next day because you had that good sleep. But yeah, it was a good, no, it was a good cracking day and cracking night out for those of us who managed to last the night, which. Um, like I said, definitely did not include you. That's for no, sure. No, no. I, I can safely say that I felt awful the next day, mate. I, I, I was fresh, sleep-wise, yes, but my sweat tasted <laughs> my sweat tasted gin. My beard tasted gin. Oh, <laughs> it was just horrendous. Every burp that came up was gin flavoured. It was rank. Um, and I, I would just like to say, first of all. Thank you very much for everyone who attended. It was an absolute honour to spend the majority of the day with you. I'm sorry that I let everyone down and went down, went down early, but I blame <laughs> this guy, uh, State, and a few other guys for some of the dirty shots that I had to take in. And I guess I also blame my own excitement for being around everyone because, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good group of guys. By the sounds of it, it was a good evening. Yeah. Definitely was. <laughs> like I said, I didn't see too much of it. But this isn't the 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 Heath Stag Do podcast. This is the FBL North vs South podcast. So we better crack on with, with the agenda. So this week we will obviously have our game week review. We'll have our shit list. It's no longer called the Michael Keane shit list. We'll tell you more about that later. We will have our North vs South mini league. Uh, well, final update and our mini cup update as well. So we'll let you know how everything finished off. And then, well, to be honest, I mean, all we've got after that is our, our final game of the season results from our predictions. We haven't got a, a game week preview for obviously <sighs> next week. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably, Emotional. yeah, I, I mean, it's getting, getting a bit, bit welling up here, I am. Is is kind of crazy to think that we've. I think I don't know how many exact podcasts we've done in the end, but we've done between thirty and forty. But it feels quite a landmark to get to game week thirty-eight, and we're still here. You know, we haven't been booed out of the building. We're just about hanging on. I think. <laughs> um, I know that uh, right now. I think both state and I would probably be rather doing anything else but doing this podcast from what's happened this weekend. However. <laughs> We're committed. We, we're we, yeah, we love you guys so much that, um, you know, we, I, we feel like we have to put it out there. Plus, State goes on holiday on Wednesday. So, yeah, yeah. It's, just, um, it's now or never really for us. Another, another two-week bender to go on those. Yeah, great. Yeah. Have, have, you, have you done your best man speech? Uh, I did it, actually. I did it on the train home yesterday from London. So, any, I thought, right. Sneak previews? 
Um, no, because I found out yesterday when I was drinking with the the, the groom to be that he actually has started listening to our podcast as well. So I can't put anything on here on just in case he listens to it. So yeah, Fair enough. You, you're not going to say about that time that he got um, he ended up at that strip club and. Actually, no, I, I won't say it, mate. It's, uh, it's a bit No, she won't listen to it. So, yeah, good point. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, had a, I had a mare when it came to his stag do because uh, I failed in terms of getting the strippers there. They didn't turn up. So, well, <laughs> so, so that it sort of bites me back in the butt. However, we are going out in Falaraki on the Saturday before the wedding. The wedding's on the Wednesday. It's Champions League final night. So we may just see if we can find a strip club and just send him in there on his own and just take some pictures and then I could talk about it in the best man speech. Fair enough, mate. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he, he now knows what you're going to do, assuming he's going to listen to this between now and then. So Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. But, um, yeah, so, uh, mate, how do you feel about this game week? I mean, obviously, it, you know, we will get into the review in a second, but overall, how, how did it go for you? Like, were you happy? Were you sad? Were you... From my own perspective, ah, you know, I didn't do badly. I got over average, you know, in terms of the the, the result um, on, on on my team. But I made two transfers, which, um, to be fair, admit they ended up being not quite the right transfers. I brought in Luis Diaz for Damari Gray, and I brought in... Johnny Evans for, for Virgil van Dijk. So I went for the three Liverpool players there because I had a bit of money left over and I just thought, right, bring those two in, take a four-point hit. I was pretty confident of getting at least that four points back and hoping for a bit more than that, really. That didn't kind of work out. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a get decent game week enough. I mean, 60 points. Edison in goal, one point. Cancelo, just the one point. Johnny Evans, two. Joel Matip. Seven points again. Yeah, you know, he's got, got an assist. He got he's got three bonus points in the last three games. He's got three bonus points in each of the last three games. So he's finished the season well, hasn't he? You know, for, for Liverpool. Then I had um Mr. Nathan Collins with one point. Neil Burnley obviously um losing and going down. Midfield, Diaz just got the two points. Diaz looked good. I think he had a decent game. He just wasn't the one getting the assists or the goals really at the end of it all. So um, that was just a bit annoying, but still dangerous. Mid Other midfield three did well. Mane, nine points. Obviously, he got a goal. He had a couple of bonus points. I think he had a goal chalked off for offside as well, actually. So yeah, um, he did well. James Madison, what a star, 13 points, goal and assist and three bonus points, which was um, good for him. I mean, his, his ball for the assists were fantastic to um to Perez. Do you, do you think do you think he meant that though? Because I, if you watch it back, it looks like he looks up, sees it might be Vardy, it might not be, but someone mm. in the middle, and then that person runs behind it, and then Perez comes up at the back. I mean, to be fair, if Madison nah, actually I is trying was, to I find out Perez, then fair play. But I think I don't know. But, he didn't. He yeah. didn't. Look, he didn't celebrate like he did there. That's all. I, that's, that's all I say. No. Well, maybe, maybe, but yeah, thirteen points from him. De Bruyne got twelve points. He was my captain, so he got six points. He got one assist and one bonus point. Again, you know, the game he was quality all game, but obviously didn't quite haul as big as I maybe hoped. But still gets me to double figures there. Then my front two, Timo Puki didn't have exactly out for much of a game against Spurs. They got. 
battered, did Norwich, so he only got me two points. But Jamie Vardy, he got 10 points. You know, he got a goal, he got an assist, he got a bonus point. So, again, you probably could have had more than the one goal. I mean, although he not scoring the first time, meant Madison got the rebound and scored one. So, you know, it probably worked out better for me that Madison actually scored. But, yeah, him 10 points. Then on my bench, McGovern, no points. Gerhardt, two points. Anthony Gordon, one point, and Brandon Williams did not play, so no points. So nothing on my bench, really. That's cost me anything in terms of getting much higher on, on my points. So 60 points, like I said, it's, you know, it's an all right game week. And, you know, it's um, it, it means that I have I finished overall with 2,279 points with my, my, with my Northern team's overall points tally, ranking 756,851 in the top like three quarters of a million of the of the over nine million players. So I'm not too disappointed with that with just a northern team. But so you know could could have been a lot worse than that, I reckon. So so yeah, not bad. Not bad. So that that means that with that score, I would need 111 points to take the win. And let's just say I'll start off with Ramsdale in goal, who I did bring in for Emmy Martinez. Just the two points. Unfortunately, Everton scored. It's a bit frustrating. Then my own team, Watford, when I didn't want them to score <laughs> in the 89th minute against Chelsea, they go and score a pointless goal. Because then, I mean, at least if they had got the equaliser and held on for a point, we could have said, well, we got a point at Chelsea. You know, that's a good way to finish this <laughs> a terrible season. But no, they couldn't even, this, the, honestly, the, these useless pieces of shit, they couldn't even hold on to that. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess on a positive, Reese James then got an assist. So anyway, Reese James got seven points. Asper Equator got two. So yeah, that that's, that's that. Then I got a little bit lucky. Luca Dean came on for Alonso, who didn't play. And Luca Dean got four points got an assist for the first Aston Villa goal. Then we move into the midfield. So Jared Bowen with two points, Bukari Saka, Saka with five points. Then Wilfred Zaha handed a goal by Bruno Fernandes, oh, nine, yeah. nine points. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, it's absolutely shocking, but yeah, he Great got assist. Yeah. Great assist. <laughs> and then, I mean, I'll go, I'll just go on to Ivan Tony, just got the one point, didn't really show up. I think that there was something about him not being very well or something, but obviously Brentford went down to nine men as well. So it was quite difficult for him to, I suppose. I mean, he looked quite lively at the beginning, but didn't quite work out for him. But then my Spurs players all came through. Kulazeski got 16 points. And then, yeah, I mean, Kane, 10 points. He was my vice captain. And Hyunmin Sun, what a, what an end, thirty six points. But guys, if you if you if you're very very good at maths, you would have worked out that unfortunately, I did not get enough points to beat State. Ninety four points, and there we go, State. Congratulations, mate. You're a very worthy winner. You deserved it. You know you got a lot of. You know when Salah's form drops off, you still made the right decisions with the Leicester players. Madison was incredible. So even getting Matip in, taking out Alexander-Arnold and people like that. I mean, you, you've you've nailed it. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about the fact that we finished joint on points and that you only won by... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I mean, that was, I, mean that, I mean, 
You're not going to say something about it, but you have said something about it. So I'm, so I'm not going to let that just go and slide, by the way. I'm going to, you know, but because I actually was about to give juice to us both there because 38 game weeks, 19 wins apiece, no draws. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, not, we couldn't have really asked for too much more. You know, we, we went into the final game week. We knew it was close. I didn't fancy getting the game we win, but I just knew I needed to just make sure I got enough points to, to keep me keep me afloat. And when Son had scored and done nothing up until the whatever minute fit was when he decided, right, I'm gonna start destroying Norwich here. What was it? I think yeah, he scored twice in like the 70th and 75th minute, didn't he? Something. Yeah. And I was I was watching the Leeds game. I was watching um that because my 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 mate, my best mate Park, he's a a Leeds fan when he wants to be. Whenever they're winning, he wants to be a Leeds fan, so he watches it then. So we're watching that, but then the goal flashes started coming through and it was Son scoring. I was like, no, he scored one. I went, that's not good. Then he gets the second. I'm like, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> we, 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 need, we need him off the pitch quick. Get him off the pitch. <laughs> I was like, I was just there. I was there saying, a couple of us are there watching it. I'm like, right, Son needs to bring it off now. Get him off. He's, he's you know, he's done his job. He's won, he's won the golden boot. That's fine. Let's let's just get him off that pitch. And luckily enough, they didn't do it. But he got booked, and he didn't score again. So I was I was okay. I, I was safe. That, that booking killed me really because I think he must he would have got bonus points surely if he didn't get booked. Probably. Um, you know, you I mean, they all did something, didn't they? But it, it was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he got. Yeah, the yellow card probably did cost him um, bonus point. Um, Kulsevsky got bonus points. Bentaker got two, and Kane. Yeah, got it one. wouldn't. It wouldn't have been enough anyway. I, I'm. The thing is that, that the the, the thing that about the Watford is... goal. That's they, those are those were big because you'd have got in terms of you know points. You like you said, you were 17 points behind me overall, and which um, you know wasn't wasn't much. But and then you know if you get a clean sheet from James and Aspilicueta, that's another eight points there already. Some don't get booked. That's another three. You up to eleven, but you know I suppose you could just tell people about how how strong your third sub was again this game week because you keep yes. getting you keep getting this third sub spot on. You know you went wow. in the previous week with fourteen points third sub, and you and then this week who have you got as your third sub this week? And these these two bad decisions have effectively cost you the title. Yeah, Mister Anderson from Crystal Palace, you got nine nine solid points, but again, I mean. You know, most people would say to you, playing Man United at home, Man United who haven't, ha- who didn't play in game week 37, who have had a long time to kind of sort themselves out with the idea that they got to impress the new manager. I really didn't see them not scoring. I did, I, I, I don't remember what we, I think we we both predicted them to to. I don't know if I can't remember. No, nah, I, I, nah, I predicted. Well, I, I, did, I said I didn't fancy. I said I fancied West Ham to actually finish above them, which pretty much says that I wasn't expecting United to do much at Palace, which they didn't. They did nothing at Palace, but um, West Ham just let me down on that. So, yeah, they were terrible, United. They, but and, you know. and Anderson is one for next season, guys, because if you've got, if you, one thing you have to know about him, a bit like Joel Matip, is because they're ball-playing defenders, when they get the ball, they often play the right pass. And if they keep a clean sheet, they're the ones who get the free bonus points. You know, as long as it's a low-scoring clean sheet, if it's a 1-0, 2-0, then they, they've always got a good chance yeah. to get free bonus well, points. There's, there's always been 
players like that over the Done years. Well, they? They've brought yeah. the young lad, Mark Gray. He's he's had a good season, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then who's the other guy who plays from? I mean, I don't know, he's, is he a fullback, uh, that Mitchell? I think he yeah, Tyrick Ty Mitchell, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, that Anson and Gray obviously had a, a good a good season, it seems. And, um, you know, Palace, have, you know, I'm sure they're not going to be too upset with that season. You know, 48 points, improvement on last time. And it was a big, big, big change for them, I think, because obviously Moy had done wonders with them, but he had an aging squad. And Vieira's come in and, and they've brought in, they've got some, you know, a lot of young players, they've got, some great, exciting players. Players like, you know, obviously Conor Gallagher came on loan. He's done great for them. Zaha, obviously, again, the talisman. But, you know, then they've signed players like Mateta and Eduard, who chipped in. Elise, I think the one probably person that, got to remember, didn't play too much because he, um, he he injured for the first half of the season was uh, was Eze, who looked really good last season. So, you yeah. know, about him, I think, you know, you know, Palace have obviously gone in the right direction, and like you said, yeah, Anderson and and, and Matt Gray have um, obviously not been too, have been you know half decent sort of point scorers on when it comes to fantasy as well. Ultimately, in the end, like I say, so so state takes the glory, and the 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 whole thing about this is like like says like state says, you know, the idea that we've gone into the last game of the season. If think back two game weeks ago, I was. Three points clear with two game weeks to go. That's one hell of a, a comeback to to get those points. That De Bruyne captaincy absolutely yeah. nailed that. Um, that was that was the that was a big moment, wasn't it? Big moment. It so, was. But yeah, no, it's um, but no, it's been a great battle, great battle, and I think you know that's um, like I said, start of the season, romping home with it in that first, you know, when Salah was just being stupid, and and that, and you know some others as well, but then. You, you, you've stuck at it, you've stuck to your guns and you've come back well, you know, Kane coming back into form and Spurs doing a bit better, start to work in your favour and um, like I said, you know, I've, I've had to, you know, make some good, big decisions recently and it's luckily paid off. So yeah, and I think, you know, we've, had, we've both had us like as, you know, as ups and as downs, you know, in, in game weeks and um, had us little bad runs and good runs. So it's, nah, it's been a great, great season, a great head-to-head -head season. And um, yeah, like I said, the best, the best man running here. And so that's the that's the main thing that everyone wanted to know. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that. I can't deny that. <laughs> Which um, to be fair, I don't usually be. So it's probably um, you know quite quite gutting for you to know that all summer I'm going to be able to have that tag. Yeah, the winner, the champion, the number one guy. It does hurt. It does hurt. It, it, it stings a little bit. But technically, I won it last year, right? So you win it this year, I won it last year. It's 1-1. <laughs> there's, no, there's no proof to our viewers that you won last year, actually. So I can't Mate, I'll, I'll find proof. I'll find proof. I'm sure I can find one of the videos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but now, I suppose, now, like I said, it's been, it's been great. And it, and it moves us on to our final shit list of the season. One of our most exciting features. I definitely look forward to it. It's always good for a run and to get some abuse out there to some things or people. As he mentioned earlier, this has been called Michael Keane's shitlist for a good part of the season. If you need to know why that's the case, then you obviously don't watch much football. Um, so, But um, Michael Keane, actually, we decided to take him off the shitlist because the guy 
delivered for Everton when they needed him to against Palace. He scored the goal that you know got them sort of pretty much out of the relegation zone, out of the re- the dock fight, and they stayed up. And you know we had to we had to commend him for that. To be fair, and I think you know it's um you know it takes it takes very very big people to admit when they are what they that they're wrong. Now we're not admitting that though because we're not big people starters, but we're just saying. He's had a bit of form, so we'll realise that and we'll take him off as our shitless sponsor. We can bring somebody else in next season, which I'm sure we've already got our ideas for. Um, but in terms of your shitless Eve, who's on your final shitless of the season, pal? All right, okay. So, number one, Michael Keane. <laughs> <laughs> Conceding five, yeah. Conceding, like <laughs> yeah, five goals to us, I'm giving up. No, I'm joking. I think I think Everton deserve to be on the shit list, but they've done their job against Crystal Palace. To be fair, um, yeah, I, I I think I think the first person that definitely has to be on the shit list. I think I'm going to steal a couple from you. I reckon, and I apologise in advance, but the fact is that I need something today to 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 help me through this uh, devastating defeat. But Nathan Collins has to be on there. What the hell were you doing, Sunshine? <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah, Why? Like, I mean, it was like, it, it was almost like the handball was like something you didn't, you know, in a playground when you're a kid thinking like, oh, you know, you cheated, hoping that no one would see, but it was the most blatant thing. And then obviously nowadays there's VAR, so it's not exactly, he's, he's going to get away with it. Maybe he thought that the guy had a free header and that if he put his fist on the ball to stop it from going to the header, that would stop a definite goal. But from my perspective, it looked like whoever it was coming at the back post might have got a, got a header on it, but I didn't think there's any guarantee he was going to score. No, that wasn't um, yeah, So he, he's got to go on there, really. Uh, I know he put in the cross for the goal, but the fact is that, you know, the damage was done. And Burnley, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people who don't like Burnley, and that's fair enough. But I like an underdog, and I like the I like the the smaller teams in the Premier League because I support one myself. So I'm a little bit gutted that they went down and 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 Leeds didn't. But here comes the other person who's on there for the for a very similar reason, Sergi Canos. Oh. Honestly, buddy, you know you you're already down to ten men because you. I mean, again, a Brentford manager could go on there too, but. They made their free subs. He takes off his shirt for scoring. Fair enough. Just be careful. You've just been booked, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just is beggar's belief, isn't it, really? The idea that, uh, I don't know, but that effectively led to Leeds having an easier time of it, I guess. Um, and um, and that, that was a poor, poor decision from, from you know, on his behalf. Especially given that there was like this whole kind of Leeds Brentford rivalry going in from the championship that everyone was talking about. Well, I say everyone, yeah. but they were talking about. So, yeah, there you go. Nathan Collins, Sergi Canos, Dan Goslin. I'm sorry, mate. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely header. It's a really good header. But what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, if you're going to score, right, make sure your teammates know how to keep the ball out of the net between what was it the 90th minute and the 93rd minute 
He had three minutes, four minutes to not concede another goal. So, Dan, I blame you for that because you were the one who, who cost me my clean sheet and eventually led to <laughs> the uh, the defeat. And then, so I've got two more people on the, on the shit list. Myself, I'm going to put myself on my shit list. The obvious reason of A, not winning this year's North versus South podcast league between the state between state and, and myself and the head-to-head but also the fact that if you're gonna have a stag do big man try and stay out for well longer than you did <laughs> going home going home, first person home being carried home is not the best way to finish a stag do next time and hopefully there won't be a next time right eat a burger Eat something, drink some water. Don't know. Have a better strategy next time because yeah. you really let yourself down there. And um, and I, I don't like the idea of being known as a bit of a lightweight, but I'm sure I'll be forever being known as being a bit of a lightweight. Um, yeah. And and I'm now the last person on my shit list is anyone who gave me a dirty shot on that stag do will also be on my shit list. So therefore, state you do make make your way onto my shit list as one of the people to have given me one of the dirty shots. That shot that you gave me initially, that was horrendous. Jackson, you're listening, Jackson. That one that you gave me that curdled on Tattershall uh, Castle, that was horrendous. And there was, there was yeah. others. But basically, Jackson, state, Ben Marion, yeah. <laughs> I think... I, I don't know if there's anyone else, but if you are, you know you are, and you're on my shit list this week. Because if it wasn't for you, I would have been fine. I would have been, I would have been drunk. I would have been merry, but I would have got through that. I would have not been getting carried home <laughs> before it got dark. I mean, come on. <laughs> Probably right. I'll, I'll, I accept being on your shit list, but yeah, I'm sure the other two do. I'm sure we're, we're all happy about it still as well. At the same time, so yeah. And that and that, that 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 concludes my shit list. I have a couple of other names. I'm not going to bring them up. I I, I feel like I've uh, I've given you enough. Yeah, I'll take that. Good shit list. Very good. You did steal a few people off me as well. To be fair, yourself being one of them, and you're, you're <laughs> off my shit list. Not making it past like past you know night. Well, into the even early evening would have been impressive. You know, still the only reason you were still outside at half past eight because it took us two hours to walk you back to the hotel <laughs> the taxi would take him we didn't want to risk going down any steps to the tube because well you know we were pretty confident that he was wanted to be kept alive until at least after the wedding um so yeah so when we were carrying you back it took us quite a while because we were a couple of miles away from where you were staying so yeah <laughs> um, so yeah that, that that's all the only reason you was actually out slightly longer than what you really should have been. So yeah, well done. You were on the shit list for sure. Um, but we all had a good laugh at your expense. So that's good. Always nice to know. Raya from Brentford, the keeper. Oh, like I said, what is he doing? First goal. Shocking. Penalty. Gives the penalty away, you know, gave the ball away. Really poor from him. Anyone who helped Leeds stay up is on my shit list, basically. So, yeah, Nathan Collins was on there, helping Leeds as well. Callum Wilson is on there. Scored two goals. That helps Leeds. You're on the shit list, Callum. Sorry. Then also, obviously, Canos, red card, yeah. 
on the shit list as well. Really bad. Bruno Fernandes is on the shit list as well because that pass to whatever he was doing. I don't know what he was doing, but it, was, it, it wasn't football. I'll say that much. You know, just terrible pass. And then it was our hearts goal to go. So not good. Not good from Bruno. And then did you see Canate for Liverpool for the for the um, for the was it the Wolves' first goal? No, um, go on, go on. It's the long ball, and he goes up like he's going to edit, and he just goes over him. It's like this is a guy. Who's the defending, the defending from both Liverpool and Man City was very odd, very yeah, odd. Yeah, Fernandino did something similar as well, but like it's a straight long ball. There was no pressure on him. He just went underneath it, went over him. Actually, actually, that that brings up another person, Lianco, at Southampton. Oh. That oh God, honestly, what? I, I guess maybe some of these people on the beach or something, or that they, yeah, the concentration levels aren't there. I mean, you got to be even more careful with some white body around because body actually is so good at like predicting that because he feeds off that and gambles and yeah, he proper. Style, did he? So yeah, terrible. But yeah, good shout. So, but yeah, those those were the ones on my on my on my shit list. To be fair, Bruno was absolutely terrible for Man United. Whoever that pass, they're just shocking. You know, don't, don't, don't have a clue what he was thinking about in life there. So, so yeah, but yeah, some interesting defending this weekend. That's for sure. Then Leeds fans all celebrating like they won the league. My fucking hell! they've they've got to do it though, mate. They've got to do it. I mean, the fact is that. Uh... Uh, they uh, both Everton and Leeds. I, I mean, I don't like the I, this whole running on the pitch thing. Is is kind of like it? It, it felt like quite good fun, you know, when you know players weren't getting attacked and stuff. I mean, it's just it's just kind of like it, it always seems to be the case, and it? it's always someone who just ruins it for everyone. And the fact is, running on the pitch is something that's kind of like fun, enjoyable. You get to the playoff final. You know, you go into Wembley, everyone runs on the pitch. You, you keep yourself up, you stay up by the skin of your teeth, you run on the pitch, you celebrate. And then you win the league, you know, Man City, you've done it. Yeah. And and people just ruin it, you know, for everyone. Everton, Man City fans, you know, uh, was it Swindon? No, Port Vale fans against yeah. Swindon as well. You know, yeah. it's just, and then obviously the Forest versus Sheffield United with Billy Sharp. Just a real, real shame that that seems to be a little bit of a theme going on at the moment. But I guess, again, you know, this is where we are. With It's always been the case, isn't it? It's always been the small minority that kind of, unfortunately, ruin it for everyone else. But, yeah, I, I personally have no problems with Leeds celebrating like that. You know, the fact is, is that they were really probably favourites to go down with that run of fixtures coming up and you couldn't see where they were going to get a point from. Yeah. So fair no, play to Leeds, but yeah, yeah, they were handed it on a plate by poor decision making by other players for for sure. <clears throat> definitely, definitely. But yeah, so now nah, that's the shit list. The, the end of the shit list of the, of the season. It's, it's going to be out. weird without it, mate, isn't it? Like <laughs> you're going to have to it's text talking. me each week going, "Oh, uh, Andy from yeah. uh, the from finances in my shit list this week." Fucked up this report. I can I could um I I can very comfortably find people to put on my shit list and through through working material. You know, I work in recruitment, so you know that's that's not hard to do at all. So yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll help. I'll, I'll, I'll maintain it for you. So what we got next on our our 
agenda. Yeah, well, it's, it's the league and cup updates. And I, I'll, I mean, realistically, because I was in the cup final, it only it makes sense that I run with the 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 actual league itself. And again, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we've got a group of 31 guys and girls who have basically put themselves in our, in our North versus South league. There are some people who have picked Northern or Southern teams, but majority are, you know, kind of both. So it's a very difficult league to kind of say who's done well and who's not done well when some have got restricted teams and some haven't. But what we can say is Nick Edwards, El Badger Poopers, he's obviously got the uh, wooden spoon with a, a nice juicy 14 points, finishing on um, 1,215 points, which is a real shocker. <laughs> <laughs> then we work our way up the league so we're always talking about the king of the south eddie moran versus ned starks my dad harrison copley in the end harrison copley prevailed he finished 27th eddie finished 28th so that's a nice little battle there and then we go a bit higher up the league and you know you know this week chris harrigan with doff venture south got a nice 93 points that was a good week for him so he had son as captain he had Kulazeski, Kane, Zaha, Coutinho so he had and and he had Mr Anderson in there as well so he did well I mean ultimately there's only one person we really need to be talking about right now and it's the person with the best score of the week to finish off the season and that is the Southern All-Stars somehow somehow Heath's team my team made it into the top 10. I don't know how I did it, but somehow I did it. I overtook Paul Pond, Dirty Sancho and, and the 11 optimists. Not so much an optimist anymore, Bailey Mark, as my team just snatched the uh, top 10 spot. So close to taking over James uh, James Simons or, or better known as State, the Northern Super Kings. This week, the 60 points means that you finish in a very credible ninth place. You are the highest person with a North or a South team for the season. So there's there's another little win for you there. Now, the, we'll, I'll, I'm going to walk you through the rest of the top 10 because realistically, they've all done very well to be there. So at number eight, FPL Gluttony, Veldora Tempest, 86 points this week. He just finished above you with 2,294 points. Then we've got expected to lose. Well, unfortunately, he did drop down into seventh place, Jason By. Then we're going into sixth place. Now then, young man, Ian Anthony Halliwell, 75 points. He got himself into a nice sixth position. Then we had an early, uh, well, one of the early table toppers in Betty Swallocks FC, John Rogerson. Unfortunately, he couldn't hold on. He finished in fifth place. Now we've got Leone Cameron. We haven't really spoken about this season that, that much, but we came, we came East star. They finished in fourth place. Unfortunately for Connor Tobin, he just missed out on second place with FPL line, C Tobbs. He was joint on points with Mike Matthews, MM. So they both finished on 2,477 points. Somehow MM finished above Connor Tobin. And that means that our winner, the North versus South mini league is Kevin Bernard, Crucible FC, 
with a nice rounded 2,500 points, 85 points in the last game week. Let's see his team. So he had Madison, he had Son as captain, Vardy and Kane. Now that is a great duo up front. Cash got him, got him the cash. Robertson with a goal, you know, all came through for him. And to be fair to him, in the end, he finished just outside the top 100k. Really, really good season. And just to let you know, Kevin's from Trinidad and there will be a cup coming his way. Or, or FP, well, North versus South mug, which, you know, let's say some people call cup. But mm-hmm. congratulations, buddy. You know, yeah, well-deserved yeah. winner. You, you've been leading for a while now. I think it got a bit tight at the end, but you, you held on in the end, to be fair. It was, it, was, it was pretty comfortable in that last game week. But, mate, how are you feeling? Top 10. What do you think? How are you feeling about that? Well, Heath, um, I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm feeling really good about this. It's been a, it's been a good season. And um, yeah, so I think we're, 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 we're gauging to for a big run at the top three next year. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. I, I feel I like, mate, I, I, I like that. I, I, I do feel like next season we need to be a bit stricter with the teams that we allow in. Um, I don't know how easy it's going to be to to convince people to pick a second team of just Northern or Southern, to, uh, Southern players because obviously most people will want to have their normal team. And yeah. then to try and pick a second team is, I know, technically cheating, but, you know, the fact is that they're not doing it to, to try and win from a different angle. They're, they're going with a different type, yeah. type of strategy. So I think it will be quite tough if we can have a league only of Northern and Southern teams. But I guess that's something we can strive for next season because it does feel a bit unfair that the idea that a lot of the guys in the, in the league obviously couldn't come close because they were restricted by Including yeah. myself and State, you know, I mean, ultimately would have been number one and two. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, the other thing he's I might want to just add as well. Obviously, I've got a few accolades here, you know, coming my way. I'm champion, you know, top of um, the teams and picking just the North or South team. And I'm also a manager of the month from May as well. Hey, congratulations, yeah. mate. 295 points beating them. Um, Eldora Tempest on 287. Chris Harrigan. Harrigan, sorry. <laughs> Chris with a 274. And then Heath, you came fourth, actually, with 257. So, you know, good good final months of the season from the both there. And it was even better to see three of the top four of the month for the month of May all being, um, you know, with the restricted teams, me and all, you and, you and Chris both picking just purely South-based yeah. teams. But, you know, we were, we were starting to show that we were the, that we were the, the ones to be recognised. Credibility levels, mate. That's what you get, you know. You, you restrict yourself, you get more credit. However, I do have to now start talking about the North versus South Fantasy Cup. Hey! And he didn't quite manage to keep it to himself that he won this final because he said, I had the best game week for the last game week of the season. So that pretty much makes it clear that you did really well with that Heath. Great spoiler alert. And I'm pretty sure our listeners have seen it. But yeah, the, the final was, was held at various grounds on Sunday, the 22nd of May, 2022. The Southern All-Stars, led by their indifferent manager, hmm. Mr Heath, versus... MM Mike Matthews, who's obviously also trying to go for the title. He was trying to hunt down the 
few people at the time, Connor Turbin, he managed to get past Connor, um, but he didn't quite care. He found Caron Barnard just too much to, 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 to claw that back. But the cup final was good. It was highly, highly scored. 73 points from MM, Mike Matthews. He got 77, but he made two transfers. Captain was Kane. He had Son, De Bruyne, Harry Barnes, Saha, Saka. He had Anderson in his team. He actually put Anderson in his team, not like some people do. Eric Dyer as well. And yeah, he got this very respectable 77, but 70, which meant 73 were his transfers. However, as Heath has already told you all, the Southern All-Stars, 94 points. Heath's triple captain is basically what won in that game. Because Son got him 36 points for him as a triple captain. And that has, you know, saving his triple captain until the end of the season has meant that he has managed to win something this season. And that was the North versus South Cup goes to Heath. There will be a prize that Heath will send to himself, no doubt, for it as a, as a, as a <laughs> congratulation. I expect that it'll probably be the, the mug. Um, the same mug that you're getting, Kevin which is a bit unfair since winning a, a league title is a lot tougher than winning a cup, in my opinion. So, yeah, we're, we apologise about that. Funding's been a bit restricted this year, you know, due to, you know, increases in bills and stuff. So, yeah, but I'm sure he's going to take a lot of pleasure in winning the cup. Well done, buddy. It's good to, to see that um, you've managed to win something this season because it's been a tough year for you, you know, what with Watford. Not making you stag do really, to be fair, and stuff like that. So I think well done, well done. It's a real honour, a real honour. And you know, guys, I'm I'm going to be fighting, you know, to hold on to this cup for next season, and I'm going to go for the league next year. I'm going to go for the cup double. People say that I couldn't do it. I'm going to do it. You watch. That's fighting <laughs> <Okay>. talk. <laughs> Really is, really is, really is. No, so, it's it's good uh, to be honest. Like I, I, I'll be totally honest with you. Like I didn't even know about the cup until State said that he got knocked out, and then it suddenly became interesting because I actually thought, oh, someone could win something else, and it adds some extra element to it. I mean, the, the cup kind of idea in in each league, non head to head leagues, is a, is a new thing this season anyway. So. Yeah. Or uh, maybe, maybe was it last season that it came in? I don't know. It was over this season or last season, but it's a new thing. But yeah, really, really uh, happy with that. I, I'll be honest, with you, I was pretty gutted that I didn't win the head-to-head against yourself, State. But to to win a trophy for my cabinet, I will have to make a cabinet now. That will be going in there. So I'm I'm extremely honoured and uh, proud. Yeah, I, I've spoken to my family about it, and they were really, really impressed with my achievement. Especially given that <laughs> I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. Yeah, but no, we 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 would like to. Um, we'll we'll. I'm sure we'll throw a few more thank yous out later. But we would like to thank everyone that participated this season. This has been brilliant. We've loved it, and to have some interaction with different people from all around the world. Like I love the fact that the guy who won it was from Trinidad. I asked him. I asked Kevin if he could send me his address so I can send him his mug. And I was expecting him to say that he lived in, you know, I don't know, somewhere in England or something. And there he is saying to me, oh, I live in the West Indies. I was like, no, it's all right for some. I, I actually said to him, I said, good for you, mate. I mean, I would love to be living there at the moment as, as we look out onto a, a, 
a drizzly day in 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 England. But yeah, no, that that is what FPL is all about: bringing people together from all parts of the world. And social media gets a lot of stick, and but that's probably one of the good things about it, I guess. So. I think I think realistically, I, I don't know if you've got anything more to say, mate, but from my perspective, the only thing I would say is, you know, if we can keep this going next season with the, the North versus South League, I think it would be really, really good if we could try and get a league full of people with Northern and Southern teams, which, to be honest, is going to be even tougher next season for the Southern guys than it was this season. But who knows? Maybe Arsenal and Chelsea might be decent because I'm pretty sure Spurs will be pretty good, I reckon, next year with Conte. Yeah. Just all the rest of the teams. Mm, definitely. Now, now, now the things Bert said, just thanks again to everyone who joined the league and, um, and participated. And um, yeah, congrats to all those who've um, done well in the, the well, just in the game in general as well. So yeah, really good. Really good. I think we're coming on to our final part of the podcast for, for this um, season. In our last podcast, we did a final game of the season sort of results. So, you know, we had the European places to, to pick out and who was going to get relegated, who was going to win the title. And, you know, we both made our sort of predictions. I think we did pretty well, Eve. I mean, so um, if we recall, how did you go for things? What did you, who did you decide on? In terms of the European places, starting off with that, what did you what did you go for? I think I think um, unfortunately I think I got them all right. I wish yeah. I hadn't, but apart from the title, I'm happy the title went the way it went. But European places, yeah, I went for for United to hold on. I I did think they were going to get something against uh, Palace. Maybe I can't remember if I said they were going to win. I think maybe I did, but. The fact is, I thought they'd be a lot more convincing. I, I got to be honest; I actually thought that Ronaldo would play as well. But the 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 thing about it is, we did put Manu down a win as well because we had the Manu Palace game on our. That's that's our right. Game. So you went for an away win there. We made what we can do with both with this. To be fair, because I went for a draw in that game, so I actually got that wrong as well. But I I did say I didn't. I did say I I, I went with West Ham to get a Man United. But um, yeah, if you nailed that one. Bang on, bang on, really. And the other European places, so obviously West Ham Conference League. Who did you go for for the top four shout? Yeah, Spurs, mate. I think we both did right. Spurs was uh, was a, pretty much a given. Norwich, yeah. I mean, yeah. ha, you, you've got you've got a kind of. I I do genuinely. I know Watford have been poor this season, but I have to say Norwich. That that was a dreadful end of the season for them. It wasn't great for Watford. It really wasn't. But Norwich, I, I know they got that Wolves result from nowhere. But apart from that, they did not lay a glove on anyone. It was no. such a poor Forward. way to finish the season. Yeah, I mean, it was you know them and them and Norwich and Watford obviously have been miles out of the depth this season. They've not played well. They've not really given themselves much of a fighting chance. I mean, I think early doors in the season, Watford seemed to be doing all right. I think they started, didn't start too badly, but then it's just got worse and worse for them and both ended up with less than 25 points, both teams, and they've conceded plenty of goals, not scored enough goals as well. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not, been, not been good for them. And yeah, the last games of the season, so obviously Watford put up a lot more of a fight over Chelsea than the Norwich did at home for their fans. So you've got to feel for the Norwich fans really for that. 
absolute jubbing. And yeah, like you said, I went for Spurs as well because I just didn't see Norwich causing them upset. I fancied Arsenal to span Everton, which they did. And Everton just were relieved to be over the line. You know, yeah. We've had the last game of the season. Well, that, that, that's, that's it. And, and just to let you guys know, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we did. We were talking about Everton because that was before the Palace game. But obviously the next day or that evening after... Maybe, no, it must have been the day after they Everton got the result against Palace that meant that they weren't involved in the the relegation fight. But I think we both pretty much predicted that as well because um, I know I did outside. I think Everton will get what they need against the Palace game, and you know I, I, I definitely predicted Leeds to stay up as much as I didn't want them to. Mm. I always fancied them getting something against Brentford, and I just wasn't sure. If Burnley would be able to do the same against Newcastle, which they weren't, unfortunately for them. So yeah, the Leeds stayed up, which is probably not not popular with most people up in up in Yorkshire, that's for sure, barring Leeds fans, obviously. But yeah, I think um, I think we both said in the end that we fancied Burnley to go down and Leeds to stay up and managed to to, to get something out of it and you know, the three points did it. They only actually needed one point to do it because Burnley obviously lost their game. But I think you know that. And that second goal went in for Leeds. I think they were pretty much confident they were there then to to survive. It must so. must be a weird it must be a weird place to be if you're a Burnley fan because I, I felt the same bit about Watford a couple of years ago when we got relegated. You, you sign someone like uh, Maxwell Cornet or or or, or Veghurst or someone like that where you kind of look at it and you go, oh look, we're trying to progress. We're getting away from this whole kind of bully long ball kind of football we're going to try and bring some european class to yeah. the to, to the to the team and ultimately it's their downfall yeah i'm not saying that's the reason why they went down but i'm just saying that this is the first time they've really tried that and it's not worked and they've got relegated it, it, it's funny yeah. isn't it like we we did i felt we did the same we brought in we, we kept on trying to get bargains and then the year that we actually go out and spend some money and I'm not saying Ishmael Assal was the reason why we got relegated that year, but I would say that it felt wrong us doing that and it ended up being our downfall that meant that really affects us for, well, even now, I think we're still paying some of his transfer fee to his previous club, Ren. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that that must be a really weird place to be with Bernie, especially where Daesh got sacked as well. I'm, I'm not saying... I feel like people were kind of saying that Daesh being sacked was the reason they got relegated, but it felt like the end of last season and this season, it felt like Daesh was distant from where he had been at Burnley before. I felt like Burnley was his club inside out. And when these new owners came in, I think they told him, he, you know, it felt like anyway, that they've told him things he doesn't want to hear and that they won't be able to progress that club like he wanted it to. And therefore, it felt like he was just there because I don't know, like he didn't want to go and they didn't want to sack him. But you would, you could tell about him. It certainly didn't seem as kind no, of as, think, as himself. I no, I didn't. I think you know he's he's obviously been there for a while and he's done a fantastic job at Burnley. And I don't think anyone will say it differently. Um, but sometimes you know you're in your course as well. Maybe he was starting to think, you know, I'm a sort of, you know, I've done everything I can do here. And like you said, if their new owners come in and not sort of, well, it's not going to work how he wants it to work, then maybe it was probably, and it's like, well, 
let's bring it to a, a natural end. I'm sure I would love to have seen the season out and hopefully kept him up, but not to be. I mean, you know, Burnley stats, the problem Burnley have always had is scoring goals. Um, you know, you look at them defensively, they only conceded 53 goals this season. Now, in terms of defensively, that's better defensive record than Man United, Leicester, you know, Newcastle, Brentford, Villa, Southampton, Everton, Burnley. So, you know, the, you know, all those teams have got a better defensive record. But the problem was they only scored 34 goals all season. And, you know, that's the you know joint second worst amount of goals in the league that season. And that's going to relegate you, generally. You know, when you don't even score a goal, a goal again, you know, that's, you know, it's just, that's the, the pain for you. So they've got my, my prediction for next season, Nottingham Forest in the Premier League, struggling at the beginning of the season, sacked their manager, bring in Sean Dyche. There you go, that's my prediction. And if they don't do it, I'm sure someone else will do it. Definitely. Fair, fair prediction. I'm liking it. See, see, let's see if that comes out. So the next one, obviously, so Burnley went down and then the next one, the title... I, 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 again, I believe we both got this right. Well, I'll tell you what, it was not always looking that way, to be fair, at some point, was it? I think. Um, who who were you rooting for, mate? I actually wanted City to win the title. Um, I could risk Liverpool winning the quadruple with some mates I've got. Not that I dislike it, my friends, and not that I dislike Liverpool either, but you know, when if a team does something like that, like that you know, Fans can be unbearable. I remember Man United fans when they won the treble in the 90s and, you know, other times where, you know, Liverpool won and won like five trophies in the space of a year and a half and, you know, Arsenal, the Invincibles and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to see that. I, I like, I like, I don't want somebody to just have it all. I mean, it would have been great achievement, don't get me wrong. And again, Liverpool, I mean, you know, you could you couldn't argue against them not you know deserving the title because you know again them and say both deserving of the title and you know with the points tallies that the, these guys have been hitting over the last few seasons have been you know crazy and you know the if, if we didn't have two great teams you know 19 points would win you the league more often than not to be fair um so i think liverpool have got got all the answers and say they've been fantastic What's led Liverpool down this season? They've not beaten any of the, the other three sides in the top four in the league this season. I personally want to um, I want to meet and I want to shake the hands of the person who put the fake news out of the Villa and oh, scored yeah. a third goal. Because yeah. honestly, like it doesn't matter what set of fans that happens to. That is one of the funniest things. Yeah. To be fair, I think <laughs> now this might just be a rumor, but I heard. Right, it's a Man City fan who was actually at the, at the game at Anfield that, that started that rumour up. That's what I've heard on the grapevine today. So, whether it, and if that's the case, even better. You know, you've got to gotta be very, very much, you know, sort of, you know, hats off to that person. But, yeah, now City, you know, they made it half themselves again. But, yeah, crazy 10 minutes and uh, there were three to a ball all of a sudden. And, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Villa being 2 0 was a bit flattering to Villa, truth be told. You know, City were, you know, the dominant team, as you'd expect. You know, Liverpool obviously didn't quite have it their own way either. You know, they, yeah, they won, came out 3 1 winners, but, you know, Wolves had more chances, to be fair, as well. You know, in that game, you know, they could have had a couple goals. You know, they started off obviously well, 
and Liverpool again, they were just, they were only the 84th minute when Salvador won 2-1 up. And at that point, though, they'd all, City had already come back from 2-0 down and be 3-2 up by the time Liverpool went in, in the lead, I think, didn't they? So it was Liverpool were, had the moments where they were, you know, a goal away from being, you know, top because they, the draw was no good for Liverpool because City were a point clear and had a better goal difference. So Liverpool couldn't have won the title by drawing. They had to win their game. So they were actually never top of the table on the last day, though, even though City were 2 0 down at one point. Again, I, you know, I don't have any issue with Mohamed Salah. I, I do like him, to be fair, but. You've got to laugh as well, where he scores that second goal and he thinks he's having an Aguero moment, you know, where it's, he's the one winning the title for Liverpool. And like I say, I, I know I know it sounds a bit bitter, but I've got every right to be bitter. My team's got relegated with the probably the least amount of points I've ever had in the Premier League. Let me have this, all right? <laughs> no, it was it, it was it was good fun. I, I'll be honest with you, like as you can imagine. I I was I was watching it on Now TV, so I'm always slightly behind. So therefore, I couldn't look at my text messages because on our group and then another group I'm on, everyone's telling you everything that's going on if if you're not watching it. So I couldn't look at that. Then I couldn't look at the scores because I actually accidentally looked at the scores. I was watching the Leeds Brentford game initially. Then I see that Leeds go one 0 up and that Burnley were one 0 down. And then I look at the thing, I was like thinking, how have I met? Oh, what? Oh, idiot. I forgot about that. And then realised, in the end, the Leeds goal was actually disallowed anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I had to allow myself not to get sucked in. And then, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I'm not a big... I think that Liverpool, when they won their league that year, I think you got... You, a lot of people came out of the woodwork and started getting, um, you know, a little bit in your face uh, from nowhere and that was quite frustrating Man City fans I also think that no one respects Man City or Chelsea because of the way they won the leagues Liverpool they won it by selling players using that money investing that into other players taking risks on certain players and building a a squad not buying the, the best players at that moment They've gone out there and obviously spent a lot of money on Van Dyke and Allison and you know a few others, but realistically, they've built a squad. Whereas Man City, it felt like have just cherry picked any kind of player that's been one of the best and has thrown them into their team. And I don't know, getting Guardiola as well, the one of the best. You know, it, it just feels personally like it feels like Man City have bought the league. It feels like mm. Chelsea bought the league back in the day, and therefore, there's no. Personally, there's I don't have the same elements of respect as I do about that Arsenal team that won the league all those years back and Man United team that won the year back. People will say, yeah, but Man United Arsenal spent a lot of money. They did, but I, again, they 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 built a team, they built a squad. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't just throwing money at everything and anything. You know, they there was there were times where they spent money, but it, it didn't feel as as bad as it does it does now, really. Like Man City. As soon as the season finishes, they go and get Erling Haaland. And now they go out and basically fix that problem. I've got no respect for that. They're going out there to get the best centre-forward, arguably, the world's going to see in the next generation of football players. It's just, it's not much fun, really. And, and that's why I don't really care if Man City keep winning it, because 
I don't know any Man City fans to be fair so that probably helps um, yeah. there might be more creeping in the woodwork at the younger generations but that's not going to hit our generations because we're a bit too blatant if they start supporting them now that's true I mean I, I know two City fans from from, uh, from my football club how long they've been City fans for probably since they came into the group with a lot of money probably to be honest with you but they were probably just around at school at that point still and you know when you kid at school and you probably you can get away with like turning to a team like that I think you know a little bit more than you could if you're you know our age at the end of the day so who knows I could be wrong but but I mean I say what you're saying about so yeah thoughts highly I guess so but you know I think they've also they do make players better yeah they, they go out and buy sort of some top talent and they spend good money on them as well but I mean Kevin De Bruyne yeah they signed him for Wolfsburg and yeah, he had a great season at Wolfsburg, but he'd been at Chelsea before, didn't really make it when he was at Chelsea from, from, from when they signed him from Genk. And it just, you know, didn't work out. But he's, he's now at Man City, become one of the best footballers in the world, arguably. But look at Foden this season, you know, goals, assists, you know, play, you know, courting, you know, Raheem Sterling was obviously good at Liverpool, they got him. But you know they do they do improve these players, but yeah, of course they've spent money as well. But I think it's, um, it's, mate, it's just a relentless nature of like every yeah. season them going. Oh, do you know what? Next, yeah, true. Mm, sure. It's yeah, it's, it's 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 the fact that they oh we need a centre back fifty million on Laporte. We need another centre back oh fifty million on Diaz. Oh, we need a centre forward fifty million on Haaland. You know, like I, I, obviously I don't know the exact transfer fees and stuff that was paid out, but. It just felt like, you know, it, it doesn't feel, again, I'm, I'm sure people have li listened to this podcast, have played football manager before. The moment you put unlimited funds into your, your team, you, you straight away lose yeah. that element of getting a bargain. And in the, in, in the end, it's not much fun and you don't enjoy the game. You go out there, you win, 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 and then you lose. And it's not much fun. If you go, go and take a team from the conference all the way up to the top, now that is fun. Or what I always do, start, start in the championship, you know, start with a bigger club like a Leeds back in the day or Forest nowadays. Bring them up to the Premier League. Build something, you know. Don't just throw money at things. Anyway, yeah. Let's 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 move on from that anyway, though, mate. Let's move on to the real contest. The real contest. And what we didn't mention in this last podcast was not just the nutmeg champions as a team but the nutmeg champion as an individual. And I'm holding on to this as well, right? I've actually got the stats, mate. I found the stats. So in third place, in the top five leagues this season, right? In third place by Leverkusen with 49 nutmegs. That's, that's quite good. You know? Keep going. Very good. Just, just, just to let you know, you know, that obviously we know where I'm going with this. If you, Again, if you listen to the last podcast. Wolves, Wolves were also on 49, so they, they finished joint third, really. Bayern Munich, the probably one of the most dominant teams in European football, 50 nutmegs. One more than Leverkusen, but still, you can imagine, you know, Leroy Sane and Lewandowski just mugging off a couple of German defenders and in the Bundesliga. You know, that, that league's competitive, but it's nothing like the Premier League. Now, top of the league with 70, 70, 20 more nutmegs, Watford FC. Wow. 
Hey, am I proud or what? Mate, well, <laughs> you, you, you're way too, way too proud for something like that. I'm, I know. I'd rather, rather have five million and stayed on this season, if I were you. Yeah, yeah I, I think I would too, mate. But just to, and again, getting away from this silliness, but... If you want to know who was the player with the most nutmegs, it was actually Emmanuel Dennis with 21. Then you had Gianluca Caprari from Hellas Verona with 17. Moussa Diaby at Leverkusen, 15. Joint with Rafinha, 15. Sancho, 15. And Patrick Vimmer at Arminia, 15. Jao Pedro with 13 as well. So you can see that most of our nutmegs come from Emmanuel Dennis and Jao Pedro. So there you go. Everyone's a winner. Well, I can sleep better tonight knowing that that, that, that Watford have won something this season. Yep, mate. And you'll be seeing that again next season. You know, we'll have, I'm, I'm sure we won't have Emmanuel Dennis, but we might have Jao Pedro. And who knows, mate, you might get to see him in person next season. At, Against the Millers. Yeah, yeah the Merry Millers. <laughs> and what, was, what, what is the stadium out there called now? What is it? The New York, the New York Stadium. The New York Stadium, that's it. Yeah, I've been there. It was an honour. Yeah, yeah, he won as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, so well, I mean that that is another good thing about this time next season. I won't have to worry about getting mugged off every week about Watford being a terrible Premier League club. Hopefully, it won't. You won't care as much. You'll feel a bit more pity for me then. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. I'll be probably more in the doldrums because I know we've got, we've got a tough season ahead as a Robin fan. So, yeah. Who knows, mate? Well, I mean, unfortunately, guys, I mean, before we go, um, we've got one announcement. That we we made in the podcast last week. We, we just want to reiterate it. Next, we, we were planning to do our collab podcast with the Big at the Back guys. Unfortunately, it didn't work out this week, but hence why we're recording tonight. But we will be trying to do that in June. Just, just forgive us for it being a little bit late. Obviously, as you know, as we already mentioned, so state is off on Wednesday. I'm then going to to get married, and um, you know, basically, I won't be back till the end of June. So, realistically, you're going to have to wait for the summary of the season for you know end of June ish, kind of maybe even we'll, we'll see exactly when that happens, but. We're still definitely doing that, and you know, if if worst case scenario happens, State and I will definitely do something. You will hear us again between now and when the Premier League season or the fantasy football season starts, without a doubt, in in the summer. I just don't know exactly what we'll be doing. We haven't really got got a plan at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah, but we're, I'm sure we'll create some more magic for everyone to listen to. That's for sure, definitely. We've got the gift, so yeah, why not? And, and and we also, like we always say every week, just to remind you, our, our Twitter handle, so it's at FPLNVS for the North versus South Twitter handle, uh, at FPL underscore Northerner for state, and I'm F- at FPL Southerner, all one word. And I mean, this for me personally has been such a fantastic season. I really, really love FPL without a doubt, as you can tell. But the idea of doing this podcast, I just think for me, it's it's kind of given this extra element. I've been going through, there's been a lot going through in my life and stuff. And, and I've absolutely loved spending time with yourself, State, every every week or as much as we can and, and talking to you listeners every week. 
I hope you can kind of understand that, you know, that, that this means a lot to both State and I, and, and we do plan to, to give you, a, you know, even more content in the future. I think I've got, personally, I've got a summer of learning, of, of trying to improve this podcast and, and make it even better, which I know you guys are thinking, how can they do it? But somehow we will. And, um, and I think our communication, obviously, we've, we've done as much as we can. But I think that, again, that's something that we can improve on and, and, and try and get more, maybe market this a little bit better. I don't know. But I think for one season, our first season of doing this, I think that I can only see this as a success. I, I, I don't know what you think, mate, but I, I've, I've absolutely loved it. It's been brilliant. No, it's been great, mate. Really enjoyed it. And, and yeah, you know, it's, whenever we've been sort of recording it, it's always been something to look forward to on, on that day. And then thinking right next week and having some good banner, great to catch up on a regular basis. Obviously, with yourself, as, um, which is which has been good. And yeah, no, really, really you know, can't, can't thank you for your efforts in a thief, really. You know, you do, you do the editing part. You know, I bring the talent and you do all the, the hard <laughs> which is, which is, you know, wow. You're the funny guy. You're the funny guy. Definitely, definitely that guy. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been really good. And, um, yeah, you know, it's been a great season for football. Hope everyone's enjoyed the football, enjoyed the fantasy teams as well as they play in. Fingers crossed um, we'll have a, another good one. And, Looking forward to some transfer gossip, which is already getting moving and getting started as well for the, for the upcoming season. So, yeah, like you said, we will do something between now and the start of the season. We will be doing a, an end of season review as well, where, you know, we'll do, have some funny awards and, and stuff like that. And hopefully it'd be good to do it with, with um, some fellow podcasters, which um, hopefully could um, bring bring something fresher to the, to the, to the audiences as well that way. Yeah, definitely, mate. And I mean, like I say, you forgive us until the end of June, and after that, we'll we'll see what we're what we're gonna do. I think I think like I say, we we won't really be around that much between now and then. But all I say is that we we certainly won't be you know forgetting you guys. We'll be bringing content out at some point. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it only leads me to say that. I guess for a start state, I'll say thank you very much for a fantastic season. And more importantly, to anyone who's listened to this podcast, if you've listened to one, if you've listened to three, you know, if you've listened to them all, thank you so much for being on this little journey that we've had this season. And we, um, we look forward to having another journey next season. Definitely. All the best, everyone. Take care, guys. Enjoy your summer.